Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we continue to take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hola. And our resident Jester Jolie. Sup. With March being Women's History Month, uh, we definitely wanted to get some ladies on here and just kind of delve into their past and just talk about like how women are kicking ass in the industry today. And our guest, our first guest today is no exception to that. You've seen her on Enjoy, you've seen her in Beyond. This woman's been all over the place. I look up her YouTube and it's like, uh, she's wrestled like a who's who in the industry. Ladies and gentlemen, so darling. Hello. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's a fun day. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. All right. So I know you probably answered this question like a thousand times in the past and everything, but this is kind of like a this is kind of like a little bit of a tradition we have as far as like with, uh, if you're first time around the show and everything. So we always want to ask, like, how did it all get started? What got you into wrestling as a fan? Because we all started out as fans. Um, no one from my family, actually. And my mom was dating someone at the time and he watched wrestling. And I'm, I'm an only child. So, I mean, you know, you got to get in with the kid, I suppose. So <laughs> we watched So we watched some wrestling and I just all the bright colors and all the performance. And when I was little, I wanted to be uh, an actress and a musician. And I followed one of those. <laughs> so I, I was a musician for almost 18 years. And awesome. um and wrestling was just something that, you know, other than my two older boy cousins throwing me around practicing moves on me that I didn't know what was happening. Um, we didn't really have that kind of, you know, play. <laughs> yeah. Say. Yeah. So, I mean, I, my mom kind of got with it and I used to collect the cards. I have a binder full of relics and um, would help me like pre-rip a shirt so I could rip it like Hogan and wear a boa. <laughs> you know, like, she helped she helped me out a little bit. She didn't get it. <laughs> but she was like, okay, like you know, she's, we're very academic home. So she wasn't too worried about it. She always, always like, you know, they don't, don't do it. You know, that's not for us. We don't, wrestling's not for us. You know, (laughs) keep, keep studying. And I did until I was, um, I was majoring in chemistry and sports medicine. I had a dual degree that I didn't finish, but I have a dual degree. (laughs) It was senior year. And I was like, I can't, I just have to do this. Like chemistry is always going to be here. I love chemistry it's wonderful it's in everything we do right it's a beautiful okay. science yeah and I just don't want to start falling on purpose late in life because it's going to hurt more and I should start falling on purpose now you just kind of like make a hierarchy of your dreams and which ones have expiration dates uh-huh. and I think that's the closest you're going to get to trying to like achieve most of those dreams you know so you don't have to be like I picked one I had to give up the other ones like no, try to eat your cake. Why did we buy the cake? It's to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that phrase drives me crazy. Don't waste it. You know, we didn't grow up with a lot. Like you eat the cake if you can get it. So I um, I picked up and left Northeastern University in Boston and moved to Kentucky and started wrestling. Sweet. Took off. Yeah. It's like everyone gets their foot in the door somehow and everything is like going and it's just like it's kind of like like what I see on the voice and everything it's like people going for this see people going for this degree that degree and everything but it's just like I got to try this now or else I'm gonna regret it and stuff like that so I guess that's how it was with you yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh that's awesome all right Jolie (laughs) uh so she said before we started recording that you've had a who's who 
uh, people that you've wrestled against and people that you've tied with. Two of them that I know very well because I've met both of them, Heidi Lovelace and Crazy Mary Dobson. I've met them at uh, Access at WrestleMania, and they're two of the sweetest people. Um, I've yet to meet Candice LeRae. That's, she's on my list. But, also just lovely. Just oh, lovely. Yeah. She has my respect um, because she was wearing gear that her niece made and it was all pride related so that made the fact that people in the industry are respecting and loving the lgbtq plus community is fantastic what is one of your craziest matches to date and like she like kat said you got a who's who uh yeah let's see what one of the craziest matches i've had or craziest opponents either or Okay, well, that's just like a can of worms. I feel like in order to be in wrestling, we all have to have something going on there that's just like a little questionable. Just a little questionable. You don't have to wrong with it. Just a little, you know, a little atypical. Um, Yeah, yeah. Heidi was my first tag partner. And then we had a faction with Dobson. And that was all wild. I still didn't... I still didn't know so much. I mean, like, I still don't know so much, but we were just all like, yeah, we're part of Daft's ass, like the all-star squad with Daphne, who was my first mentor, really. She took me under her wing. And um, I, I had so many crazy matches at Chikara that had heavy storylines. So there's like, there was a lot of those storylines um, that were laid out for like Travis, who was my next tag partner, um, Travis Huckabee. We had such a... he's like a little brother he's like the little brother you always just want to mess with and (laughs) which I I used to in promos we wouldn't call anything but you know like you you're like how you kind of know where you have to get and then I'd be like cool just roll it he's like you don't want to you don't want to (laughs) practice you don't go over anything and I'm like no 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 no." and I'd have like candy in my hand or something and I'll be like all you need to do is like just tell me this sugar-free and he'd be like all right and like one of them I just like shove a bunch of candy in my mouth and I talk with it, marvels, and then he's just like, you know, that's sugar free, right? And I just spit them all out at him, which you can't do now in COVID, but like for sure, like back then, it was just like <laughs> he was like, what? And like I would just try to get him to corpse every promo. Um, <laughs> I loved wrestling uh, Jordan Grace because it was oh, like I just would get thrown around, and I I lived for that kind of thing. Beyond, I would say, of all the promotions, is the one that pushed me uh, physically more than anything, because you're, when we did uncharted territories, just my favorite series that I've done in in wrestling every week, you're live. And that's what I want, right? That's what we all kind of want in the grand scheme of things. We want to be somewhere where we're live every week and, and really just pushing the envelope. Uh, I remember wrestling Davey Ann for one of these matches and, you know, we get a pep speech, we get a good pep speech, right? Promoter just like lays it out there, gets you ramped up. It's kind of like wrestle church. Cool, cool, cool. And then we're, I remember what happened in the match before us. If you watch Uncharted, let me know. I don't remember exactly, but I remember <laughs> being in the moment and I'm, and we're like hearing it and we're hearing the crowd. All right. Okay. Okay. And we called all these ridiculous spots anyway. And something happened. We were going to my outside stuff. Cause I love apron stuff. That's where the Archduke came from. It was just an inside joke because <laughs> I don't dive. I like to do apron stuff. So my contribution to like a waterfall or outside spill or whatever, like I'll do something gnarly on the apron and then bring it out. Right. Like kind of just like a puzzle. Hmm, We're getting to the schmas and all of a sudden like light me up. And I was like, you got to You got to give me a spine buster on the floor. And she's like, what? And I'm just calling it out. I was like, yeah, I think you have to do that. And I was like, just do it. And she's like, I, so, you know, we, whatever break I run, I come running at her and she just <laughs> picks me up. We're by the brick wall. She just picks me up and just, she's like, I'm sorry. And then just slams her. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, I called it. I, I don't know why I felt like it needed that. You know, we'd done a bunch of stuff on the wall, which then we were, we couldn't do stuff on the wall after that day. <laughs> 
and then, <laughs> and then the, that on the floor. Um, so Beyond always had like these wild things going on because we'd be like, yeah, what else can we do today? Um, and then there was destroying the ring at spring break where all the girls infiltrate and take over the end of spring break, Joey Janelle spring break. And, uh, and Jimmy Lloyd's in the ring and we all have light tubes and we're all like, I don't do light tubes. I don't, you won't find it in YouTube. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Match my rules. I, I'm not going to do glass or light tubes, but here we are, you know. Okay. And I love Joey. So he's just like, yeah, these light tubes. And I was like, yeah, of course. So we all hitting him on, on Jimmy Lloyd's head. And like, I don't, I don't know the, the kind of crowd. I'm not familiar with this type of fandom. So in my mm-hmm. head, I thought, yeah, F it. I get the adrenaline rush from hitting Jimmy Lloyd with a light tube and I pelted in the crowd. So half a broken light tube. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and then we like take apart the ring more and like kick the crap out of all the refs and like, you know, do all that stuff. So like doing that kind of match, you know, like a parkour bulldog off the apron where me and Ophidian go through doors on the floor, like that kind of stuff's really fun. <laughs> so like one in match in particular that was crazy I don't know but there are elements to some of them where, where they were fun like that they stick out oh <laughs> uh, uh, we do know that bro- anything broken that gets thrown into the the stands even like in WWE or like ECW like that was like coveted like a guitar pick or a drum drumstick from a concert yeah, you know, Finian's like, like, "Hey, that got me," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm glad to get to get a fan." <laughs> like, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, yeah, like I was like, "Yeah, you want this, right?" We just hit. We just use this light tube. I have a gif of it. I'll have to send you later, just because it's so silly. Everyone's all like <laughs> nice and safe, even though it's you know, it's dreadful. It's glass everywhere, and I was like, ah! <laughs> "Oh man." Uh, well, you ca- okay, you kind of hinted at like death matches, hardcore, and everything like that. Did any kind of like piggyback, kind of piggybacking off of what Jolie asked and everything? Did anything kind of stand out because of the stipulation as far as like any like like one match? Hmm. Or is just a hodgepodge of everything? It was a good match, it had like a stip on it. Have I gone through any other kind of like items or things? I mean, ages ago, ages ago, which I. <laughs> I was just talking to Veda about this. We did a hardcore candy match. My friend made glass, but it was candy sheets. Um, the, the only, I guess not problem, but the only wild thing about having that kind of candy match is that we got real stuff. We got the big pixie sticks that are like long, you know, all, oh, the, oh, wow. all the very like the, the, you know, like the souvenir type size rice krispies. And like, we got big stuff. So that was like visible and, as gnarly as it can be and it's hard to pitch to a crowd that it's gonna hurt um nothing has ever hurt more than those pixie sticks that are like three feet long or whatever oh they're like (laughs) whips oh yeah those hurt they're whips we had welts and the crowd because you can't hear it right the crowd was kind of like okay and like i just gave veda one and she stopped it and gave me one so i would I would know, right? Like she was trying to let me know, like these hurt, don't do something else. Cause it wasn't even like, you know, I've been through doors or on floors or in brick walls or like I've fallen on concrete or whatever. You do all this stuff. That whip was so nasty that I was like, I just turned around and I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, yeah. Like it's like hurts more than Legos. Like people say falling on Legos hurts. It really does more than tack if you need the like the hierarchy of them right and those pixie sticks hurt 
so bad. Ouch. I I was like, hit me with anything else forever. I don't know. I'm good. Uh, we had, other than that, where uh, we're at this point where Willow and I tag right now as the bird and the bee, Willow Nightingale. And yeah. um, we love going places and wrestling with lucha rules, lucha tag rules. <laughs> Like, you know, and at Beyond, we'll just say that, you know, like we're having a tag match, Lucha rules and commentary, like puts it over and explains the, you know, the, the rules to that. And the reason I like okay. Lucha rules for a tag match is because you have more playing field. It can be more complicated. You know, a lot of people say it's easier, which like, okay, but you have more of a delicate dance when you're trying to then elevate a hot tag. But you also have two more sides that you can roll out and make the other person legal. So you can tag pretty much anywhere which means if you're getting the crap beat out of you and you're a baby face, like you could punch someone in the mouth and roll out. Like you could make that tension so much greater. And so we would take that places. And then eventually like the people we would wrestle, they'd be like, Oh, you, you two are going to make it like lucha rules or do that. I'm like, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you know, so long as the promotion's cool with it, that's our like trend yeah. <laughs> to go and do lucha rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, awesome yeah speaking of willow jolly we saw that on her twitter page right uh yes yes we did that so um <laughs> you are one half of the bird and the bee um how did the partnership started and um what's it like working with uh willow nightingale she's a dream and she's my best friend uh i had just gotten out of a serious tag relationship with travis huckabee it's a very emotional you know brotherlyhood that we had to sever for a while so I didn't want to be on the rebound or anything. Uh, Drew Cordero at Beyond was like, uh, you know, talked to us and said, hey, you know, I think you two would be great as a tag team. And I love her. I We had a singles match ages ago in New York when I was like training with Truth Martini in Detroit. And I was like getting my bearings and a whole bunch of foundation that I, I had missed. And uh, so I was like feeling it, right? Like once you start training, it's the best thing ever. And she was brand new. And I think she'd been in a year or so maybe and so I was like cool okay and like we had met once before or something and we just like then that was it that was our interaction I just knew she was lovely and we were we were tight I offered you know if she needed anything I tried to extend that like big sister hand to her like welcome to the business it's rough hit me up don't say yes to anything you're not sure about contact me first I'll let you know if it's bullshit so (laughs) so we had that kind of like I was like I love you already I don't know and so like years later when we're we're doing tags with beyond or WWR still around and like there's around now but they had taken a little bit of a respite so it was like I mean I'm down to try it Drew if if she's if she's okay with it you know I know she takes she tags with Faye a little bit so you know whatever Willow wants to do and then she's like, yeah, I'll try it. And she's like, I'm not really like much, you know, I'm tagging. I think it just doesn't like click. And I was like, yeah, too, like, cold, like, fine. Sure. Like, I was so awkward because I just had like a work crush on her. Not like, you know, like a platonic work crush where I was like, she's so dope. And I was just like, I want this to work. Like, you want that first date to go well. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, but you don't want to like seem too eager. Right. So you're cool. Cool. We have that one tag match. And I was like this is so good. Like, this is so good. This has so much potential, but it, it has so much energy, you know? And, and so I get to the back and I'm just like waiting for her. Just check my tape that I wear. I don't wear tape. Check my phone for twi- tweets. Yeah. Like I'm just trying to, I'm just so awkward about it. I was like, so like, how'd it go? How do you feel about the match? You know, like, how do you feel like, 
And, uh, and then when she really liked it and was like, yeah, I would do that again. I was like, oh yes, (laughs) I got the girl. Like I got the girl. Um, I just, I'll do anything for her. Um, I was just telling Edith Surreal today, formerly known as Still Life, that I was like, there's just a pocket. There's a small group of people, individuals with like, they'll say something and I'll just say yes. And they don't even ask me for something. And I'm like, well, she wants it. So it has to happen. And just Willow's that. I just love it. I love tagging with her. We have great chemistry. Uh, We vibe off each other. And that tag that Drew put together, like, Mate, like it helped elevate us as best friends because like we were hanging out and then we were like oh yeah this is amazing we need to hang out all the time like so we literally became best friends being in the tag sweet so you basically yeah. got the girl in the end oh yeah it's <laughs> so the greatest love story in tag ever Be- better better Aww. love story than twilight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i agree <laughs> mainly because like i mean have you seen willow yeah she's gorgeous yeah (laughs) but um you know speaking of tags and matches what is one of your like from any promotion and any type of match what's one of your dream matches and with a team uh dream tag team partner uh well i i mean i've never been happier um so it would be difficult i uh i know that the three of us have been maybe in the design studio working on our faction with Edith Surreal and Willow. Uh, I think the, the dream I got to, I had to have a taste of it uh, when I was in Japan, the Sendai girls was, I was, I was honored to go twice to Japan and I worked with DDT pro um, with Tokyo Joshi. And I got to meet all the girls and I'm so happy. Like the, the girls I worked with are in AEW. Like I, I, I saw them and then I went, I came back here and I was like, does everybody know about these people? Am I like, late to this? <laughs> and some of them were like relatively new at the time, you know, or like where you're, you're it's quieter because you're working over there and you're not like Mako yet, you know, like you're, yeah. you're work. Right. So they're like these newer girls and I just come back. We were able to bring those girls over for trios and then like they were like oh yes these girls and I was just like yeah so god it does spread like wildfire when you want it to um and it's so amazing and so go, getting to go back with Sendai um when Mako had asked if I'd come we tagged against Aja and uh Sammy Jane and it was like th- me and Sammy were just like oh my god oh like how- I don't know how to act like oh like you know and you it's like weird because you know your stuff it's not like right like we got to the dance we got to the dance yeah and so we're trying to boost each other out (laughs) like just and just like stay no you know you know what you're doing you know what you're doing it's cool like you know what you're doing but I got to tag with Mako Satamora who I'm in love with and love her um and then wrestle against Aja and so me and Sammy were like and if there was like some way where they're over here again, or, you know, and I know she's, she's kind of everywhere right now, mm-hmm. our faction was able to have Mako in it. And we just had, you could do storylines as long as you want them. But if you just had like a blip, like an open and an end where it would lead to having like some kind of all out match um, where Mako's on our side. I mean, I want to wrestle Mako as well. I want that singles match. So like, it would just be like an amazing little thing. And I would like to share that. So having some kind of like Atomicos or Cybernetico, Cyberneticos are long and really hard to plan, but something like that, where I know that Edith and Willow are able to experience that would make me happy. 
Um, a lot of that, a lot of that for me now, a lot of the passion in wrestling now is, uh, not changed, but it's, it's just grown and different where I've, I've grown to fall in love with wrestling because of the people that are in love with wrestling and their passion and sacrifices make me love it more. And so like, I would want to share Mako, even though it would be very difficult, but I would do it. <laughs> Did you, uh, get to, you're talking, uh, she's the, um, I, I am slightly, ignorant when it comes to the uh, japan wrestlers she's the one that's now in nxt uk correct did you she catch that match a was... legend okay did you catch yep. that match between her and kaylee i have it. i have it i love kaylee we're i've known her for years one of the one of her oh. actually her first time when she came over i was living in florida i've lived everywhere <laughs> i was living in florida and when internationals were able to come over and we we're doing like shimmer and all that mm-hmm. Um, which the Shimmer Network, you want that. That'll, that'll catch you up to everything. And you're going to see amazing women that we've stolen a lot of our stuff from. Let's just be honest. As, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they come over Shimmer. I just remember getting a message from this, you know, this girl. And she was coming over and she was directed to me by Lexi. And I was like, oh, do you have a place? And I was like, yeah, of course. And that's how I met Kaylee Ray and Nikki Storm. That's how I met them. I was like, hey, do you have a place? And I was like, oh, yes what and then like we became friends yeah oh Kay- Kay- yeah. Kaylee and Viper and and Nikki I love them yeah <laughs> they would just go crash <laughs> with me and we'd cause havoc so <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> no Good but time. it's like I hadn't I, I didn't catch the match either and everything but it's like oh, I, I can't it was wait. like a bang I, I can't it was, it was, a, was it a banger. Oh my god, it's probably one of the best women's matches they've had for NXT UK. Uh, period. I think it ranks up there with anything that EO has done with Candice over here. Um, I think it definitely ranks up with the Becky Charlotte matches. That's how good it was. Because when you talk about tier top tier, like Becky Charlotte definitely ranks for me. W I'm more WWE, they're more AEW and WWE, but I've watched WWE since I was six years, five, six years old. So we're going back to 1986. So I've watched the progression of women's wrestling through that. But it's like, you know, that match, like I was speechless and the absolute respect, because even though I know Kaylee's supposed to be the heel wrestler, but the fact that they both paid respect to one another, you know, just it not only elevated makeup, it's completely elevated Kaylee. And I think I'm, I'm hoping that the one thing that everybody has wanted when they announced the Ireland trip uh, for WWE is that, you know, Becky Lynch gets off her ass and wrestles Kaylee, because I would love to see that. She, that, she that, that That's her dream is opponent. Is she able to? Is she, how far along is she in? She, she already had the baby, right? Oh, she ha- I was like, I haven't been, I know I've been terrible with social media as of late, but okay. I was like, she was having a thing, right? I was ha- yeah, she, she had um, <laughs> the baby uh, early right. December, so she technically should be ready to come back. Right. Um, I, I would prefer her over the dad. I... <laughs> don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. No, no, no. I'm just I saying, I feel so that she had... had a baby. I'm happy. I'm happy. It's going to be a pretty that... baby. Oh, oh, God, yeah. yeah. As long as it takes Watch more out. after her than him, then, like, you know, the hair-wise. Like, it, she's got the fair hair. Oh, he's got yeah. the wild hair. So it's like, if it's his skin if it's his skin color, and because he's a little, little bit, uh, well, since he's American and not Irish, and Irish people are pale, he's, if it's a little bit darker with the lighter hair, that child is going to take over the world. <laughs> um, and now we're just waiting for the Moxley baby to come so we can have the female shield with Roman's children. You know, we, we, amazing, right? That's so, it's so funny. Exactly. Like in an adorable way. Like, it's just so adorable. Yeah, um, so it's like, it, it's definitely best. Becky was yeah. on the independence too for a minute. Yeah, she go back oh, and yeah. check. Oh, yeah. no, I used to watch her. Uh, I, when I first fell in love with Becky Lynch, 
um, back when she did her little jig in NXT, um, I started looking up what it was and I watched her come out dancing with Paige to Evanescence when she was her uh, Paige and uh, her Paige's mom's manager. And I'm, I'm literally yes, cracking up I at am. that. I was literally cracking up at this because it's just like, you know, it's how amazing how adorkable she was then to how much of a badass she is now. And Did you say like, adorkable? Yes, yeah, adorkable. It's, that- yeah, it's going to be added to the dictionary, I'm pretty sure. We yeah, got ginormous in there in my lifetime, so I yeah. feel like adorable is coming a word. soon. It is a word. Yeah. Okay, okay. Have Wait. you seen um, any of, I don't see, I don't remember if Mako and Kaylee had singles when Kaylee would be out in Japan. I don't But know she just stardom, and see, working for Sendai, and, and I don't know if you know, you know, you had mentioned you don't do a lot of uh, um, Japanese wrestling yet. Um, it's a whole world out there. Like, oh, I thought yeah. I knew. And then I went out there and I was like, I know nothing. Uh, I was like on Google, like on my data. Like, I was like, okay, all right. All these promotions, write them all down. Um, but when Kaylee was out there for stardom a lot, but Mako, working for Mako is kind of like work, like Switzerland. It's like if, if you work for a company, like that's the company you work for. There's no working for multiple companies wrestling out there is also a profession like if you work for a company you're not in that position where you're going to the promoter being like i need to make these bookings like you right. you know if if we were able to in in our society the like um, the way america works it doesn't work but if we could like beyond would be like the company you wouldn't have to yeah. have like a contract or anything like that it would just it's all this like loyalty and then they have sponsors and you're just able to earn enough where you wouldn't even be phased and so I worked for DDT and then having the ability, that's how I found out. It's like Sendai girls, you, you know, you go through the proper channels, ask the proper way, your promoter talks to a promoter in Sendai, Mako, and you work it out. And it's just like, great. But I know that since she has that and she can kind of work wherever, you know, Mako can do anything she wants. I wonder how much interaction they've had out there prior to them being signed or, you know, Kaylee being signed and Mako working as well. Right. Um, because yeah. them, Viper, all of them are very close from all the time they spent out in Japan. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The history lesson remember. we're getting here. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I love them so much. And I'm like, I can't. They had it. But if that was their first singles match, I can't. It's going to be incredible regardless. Yeah. <laughs> well, even if it's, even if they had like a one, but like the, the this match just had everything. Like Kaylee was countering some of her best moves. It was, I was like, literally just like, jaw on the floor like, like this match is definitely in the running for overall match of the year like that's hands down and it, and it's amazing that she's now working with with Mega's working with the wwe because she, when sasha took her time off to you know regroup and everything she went to go train with mako yeah yeah so like i was it, really happy to see that yeah because I, one, I was happy that she took time off and everybody was running around wild with speculation. And it's like, I was actually at WrestleMania and I saw the pictures from Bailey and Sasha in the crowd during the main event. I'm like, why everybody lying? <laughs> and, you know, so, because if I literally walked, because I was actually on the floor and if I walked to where like, I had to go to the bathroom, that's where they were sitting. So I could have literally walked past them and I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> um. Because, like, you know, they're all bundled up. But, yeah, no, yeah. it's like when seeing that she's, you know, the fact that Mako made or helped Sasha fall back in love with wrestling, I think is amazing. Because she's just, like, all the stories and everything you hear about Mako is, like, how 
you know, humble she is and how like, she's just a, like a fountain of wisdom and she just takes everybody under her wing. And that's how she is. Yeah. Like she's, she's a star of a human. Like she's otherworldly, truly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell, it's like, well, hell, it's like Sasha's been talking about borrowing Vince's uh, plane and go to uh, UK anyway to get that <laughs> title. So who knows? Who knows? It's like she runs over there. She might run into Kaylee Ray or she might run into Mako and everything. So <laughs> you don't I, know. I'm, I'm game for that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. So I know you participated recently in the Enjoy Cup tournament. I got to ask mm-hmm. you about this one about i gotta ask you about this one match because i was telling you before we started recording someone tweeted out a picture of it you and lee moriarty just kind of tied up and everything and it's just like i it, it's like you and Lena let each other go it's like y'all had each other in leg locks it's like so it's like tell us more about that match and what the hell was that picture um i uh i have a lot i had a lot of ideas for the match um and i i love his style right? It's a young, so he's super talented, young, super talented kid and hungry and has mm-hmm. great moves. And also I'm a grappler. If we had to like, I like, you know, I didn't define we're versatile, but I do more right. wrestling, wrestling than like the wrestling with high spots. Like I was watching him work out before the show and I was like, oh, how old are you? Don't tell me. <laughs> I still tell it. I was like, I don't want to know and so, uh, and so like I was like what do you want to do you know like and you know and he has his stuff and I had watched his stuff to make sure and I was like okay like like and I was just giggling and I was like why do you like apron stuff like you want to do any of that or like you know like what do you want to do is that you don't want to tell people like I do this stuff you're gonna die like you always <laughs> I, I ask anyway what you're comfortable taking because I, I want you to have a good time or if there's anything I can provide for you um like I'm here at this age in is there anything I can help you elevate? Is there anything I can help you get over? Uh, is there something new that you need to like stick in this match? Cause it's going to become part of your series of matches. So over okay. your arc, over your personal arc, over different companies, what's the story you're telling? Some people do have that. Um, and some people, and fans are like keen of it too and aware of it. So it's really magical. So I always want to ask, and I, he's just so cool. He was just such a cool, and I was giggling and I was like, okay, do you want to like play? <laughs> You know, like I was like, I, I haven't done like, you know, like saying comedy is a really difficult thing because they're like the kings of comedy storytelling where we have Orange Cassidy, we have Cole Cabana, we have like legends of funniness, right? Like they're just legends. Right. Um, and I was like, we could be a bit cheeky because he doesn't really do that. He doesn't really get to do that in his matches, I've noticed. Okay. Where you, you slow it down a little bit and you, you know, play. Okay. But he was so cool. He was so cool. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, we'll do this thing. And then I'll try to get you to come to me, but you're wise on it. And you're like, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not going to the apron. Like I'm not dumb. And then, you know, eventually then he messes with me and goes and goes to the thing. But then we're like getting ready to go out and he is just like in his zone. And I was like, <sighs> but I start to get the sillies right beforehand, <laughs> but I get so jazzed up and I've had way too much Red Bull and nobody stopped me. And, I said, oh. <laughs> and so like, I start to just be like silly, you know, and he's, he's probably like 10 years younger than me. So I was like, all right, all right. I was like, oh, you're cool. You're cool. Right. Like and I was like <laughs> tripping on stuff behind the curtain and like making a, an ass of myself. So we go out <laughs> all business and then he does something in the match and you could see my face change where he like taps my shoulder and I'm doing a toe and ankle. And I was like, Pfft. And he like 
he corpsed me. He got me to like corpse. So I just look at it. I was like, oh, you're funny. Oh, like you're funny. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Then, <laughs> so like, I didn't realize he was going to start playing with me back. And it's baby, baby, which is my favorite kind of match. I don't okay. know. People tend to be hesitant about that. I'll tell you why. Right. But baby, baby is like, oh, okay. So then he started to mess back with the wrestling. And then he grabbed my leg and it wasn't called or anything like a lot of that wrestling. We didn't call any of it. I just kind of said, I might do this. Watch out for okay. your knee here, but I, I don't call it. I just like want to wrestle and see how people fare out. <laughs> and then when he grabbed the leg and looked at me, I was like, oh, okay. He grabbed the leg and I was like, this is what we're doing. Okay. So he made me laugh like the whole time we were grappling. Cause then all of a sudden I realized that he was like also a silly ass. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be fun. He was really excited to do that too, like to do the apron stuff or like, you know, like just kind of mess about with telling the story of it. (laughs) No, no, it's like, it's like I saw that picture and I was like, oh, they're in, they're in it deep. They're in it deep and everything. So it's like, so it's like, that looked like it was just from that picture alone. It looked like it, it was like you two were really into it. So that, that looked awesome. Apparently the light bust like there was a, a a show light that like busted off and uh-huh. it was a loud sound and neither one of us was aware huh okay <laughs> we wrestled at nope neither one of us stopped like you know because sometimes if the light goes you know you tend to like like look right or you know grab a hold and look neither one of us and then afterwards like a half hour after our match they were like yeah yeah it took some time like you know this happened in your match the light busted and I was like what so like we were that into it where we I didn't hear anything I was like in that moment really hard with him so that was really great <laughs> oh that's, that's awesome. awesome that's awesome all right go ahead girl go ahead Jelly. all right so how's it been working with beyond wrestling and what's next for you with them I love working for beyond it's my main home uh I started when they had a WWR show 2016 and I don't know what it was. I was just charmed. Uh, I, and then especially getting to work with them during Uncharted and having the ability to do American Rana with my friends and then like feeling that energy is unlike any other. Like of the independence I've done, it's like Beyond just has this energy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't wait till we're all healthy to like really bring them back. Having the fans right there at the ring um, so it's a different experience. And I, I travel with Magnum all the time as he is the wrestler. Now he's been a wrestler five of his six years on this earth. <laughs> so everyone knows him. Everyone just yeah. treats him like a, a, like a human, right? Like we don't even look for where he is. We'll be calling matches. And then I'll be like, Hey, has anyone seen Magnum? And they're like, <laughs> Oh, he went to the other room. And I'm like, what, what are you reading? He's just, what is he reading a book? <laughs> Like, you know, like he just kind of does his own thing and everyone just like knows and they're like, hey, what's up, Magnum? Um, And then getting to bring him to beyond and how incredibly loving everyone is. And obviously, but it's this it's just feeling it, you know, and, you know, and then he would get excited to come out because you go around the ring and then you've got literally four corners of people that just want to take selfies with you and pet you and hold you. And he was like, fuck this this is what life is right like I'm not a dog like I'm a wrestler this is what I am um and so getting to do that you know with your best companion on the planet is 
unmatched, unmatched. Um, barring everything is safe again and we can start to kind of run some shows. And I always tell Drew, like, whatever you need, I'm there. Like, whatever we're doing, what we, are we inventing a new thing? Hopefully the food <laughs> truck's there. Okay, is another tournament, like, whatever you need. <laughs> awesome man that's sweet and it's like i know that they're based out of uh massachusetts and uh my husband's originally from boston so we have family up there so it's like if if next time we're like in boston and everything and and beyond's gonna have something going on with fans and everything it's like that's like one i'll definitely hit up for sure oh i think there's there's one on sale now right for april 1st okay Okay. Well, I mean, I think that went live. If not, it will go live. I think. <laughs> Check. I think. I think. I think fans might. That might be like open for fans, but yeah. April first. Oh, it was a Fool's Day thing, and then I totally fell for it. So either way, <laughs> I'm very gullible. So that could have happened. <laughs> well, we're we're planning to go up there, and hopefully, we can get up there in the summer. And if so, hopefully, just we'll have to see what happens. And we normally have a. a I failed to mention this when we first started and everything. We normally have a third person here on with us. Uh, part of our trio is out because she's enjoying mm-hmm. the beach today. She deserves a day off. So I know, I know she's definitely, so it's like, I know she's definitely going to miss this <laughs> and everything, but um, so thank you so much for coming on. It, this has yeah. just been an honor and a treat for us. Thank you for having me. This is lovely. Thank you so much. <laughs> before you go just tell us where people can find you like uh your your ads or and everything yes so i mostly instagram at regulation solo darling uh magnum is at magnum agb for absolute good boy uh (laughs) and um most of my work right now is actually onlyfans.com slash solo darling i uh oh (laughs) hello um I I definitely have a lot of fan engagement on there. It's a really fun, very different way to run an OnlyFans because okay. I have to take a very unique spin on it. Um, so I invite everyone there. I try to I try to make it open for it and like chat on there and things like that. So between okay. Instagram, Twitter is at Solo Darling. Okay. Um, I'll be on there. I'll I'll do a retweet for everybody. I'll say hello, and then I do the Grandpa Simpson in and Grandpa Simpson out. <laughs> but I'm available for podcasts all the time uh, because okay. I just love I love the interaction. I miss this with people, and it's so lovely to get to meet new faces and right. talk about the thing that we love. Yep. absolutely <laughs> absolutely because it's like whether it's like your wrestling your promoter ref backstage podcast whatever we're all part of the wrestling business yeah yeah <laughs> gotta stay in touch you know I, oh definitely definitely and you are welcome back on here anytime thank you thank you take care everyone bye all right. oh we go from Let's see, we go from beyond back to paradigm because uh, as we talked about last week, we are uh, sponsoring uh, Paradigm's UWFI Contender Series and one particular match between Freddie Hudson and Alex Kane. You can't have one without the other. So last week we talked to Freddie. This week we got to get Alex's side of the story. Alex Kane, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, so I do this with everybody. First time on, we got to get the nitty gritty. Um, I know you probably answered this 
before and everything, but how did you become to get into wrestling as a fan? As a fan, uh, a friend of mine, I've, ah, okay, yeah. So I went to this uh, yard sale of a friend of mine. I think I was like six or seven. And he had, he had like the old WWF, uh, uh, old WWF championship, uh, but he wouldn't sell that to me for some reason, but he had Stone Cold's demolition, which I, I did some reading on it today. And I found out that it was like, it was like a special release and um, like you, I, you can't find it anymore, obviously, cause it's VHS, mm-hmm. but he sold that to me for like five bucks. So I literally, I watched that every day. I didn't necessarily know who Stone Cold Steve Austin was, but he told okay. me that Stone Cold Steve Austin was cool. So I watched that every single day. And it was, it was just like, I think it was like the build up to his, him and Kane's match at King of the Ring 1998. And it was like a first blood match. So I'd watch that every day. Um, and then uh, my older brother's friend, one of my older brother's friends, he introduced me to WWF Warzone. My brother had the N64, um, so I would play that every day or whatever. And again, I didn't know who everybody was, but I was like, this is so cool. So uh, kind of as time went on, I didn't necessarily start watching wrestling until like 2002. Okay. Um, but before that, I had like action fi- I had all the action figures and stuff, and I would like put together like shows and stuff like like in my bedroom i'd I'd have warzone playing with theme music and then like i I just have a good time but 2002 is when i actually like really started to watch it watch it like kind of kind of understand it um and the first match that i saw was uh jeff hardy and undertaker um for the undisputed championship oh i believe yeah i'm like even reading about it today, it's said to be one of like at that up to that point being one of the best like matches that have ever happened in like the 27 years of of Raw. So uh, yeah, so that match like really like kind of like pulled me in, and then like all the pyrotechnics and all the sets. The sets were probably my favorite. Like I didn't, I wasn't able to like watch like the pay per views or anything like that because we my parents we didn't have money. Um, mm-hmm. But like I'd always try to like look up on the internet like what did the set look like or whatever because they were always so different. Like now they're not so they're not so much different, but back then they were really different, and that's that's something that was really cool to me. Um, and then I f- believe around, I want to say 2007 or six, one of the two, I caught one of Shelton mm-hmm. Benjamin and I was like, yo, this is the guy, this dude, this dude is it. <laughs> um, and like, and from then on, I've just been trying to immerse myself more and more and more into wrestling. Oh, sweet. And you are right. They, the, the stages and the setups are not what they used to be. And they really need to bring that back for sure. Cause I, I was, I remember, I, I cause I remember when I was, <laughs> I missed the SmackDown fist. That was the, yo, the SmackDown thing. fist was dope. Yes, I, it was. Yes. When, they, when they redid, cause I remember, I think before, before COVID happened, they redid the SmackDown set. Mm. Um, and I thought that they were going to bring back the fist. Cause like they kind of like hinted to bringing back some of like the old school thing. Like they did the, they kind of did like, I guess a modern rendition of the, uh, the first SmackDown set where it had like the little rings. They kind of did that, but they didn't bring back the fist. And I'm like, just put, put the fist over there where you would normally put like that WWE logo or whatever. It can be out the way, but just have it. I know that they still have it. Oh yeah. They definitely have it. Yeah, exactly. Jeez Louise. (laughs) All right. Go ahead, Jolly. So what made you actually want to pursue the career in wrestling? It, it was always something like 
from watching that Jeff Hardy match, like I knew that this was something I wanted to do. Um, like I wanted to entertain people. Um, and I did my fair share of that, like throughout my childhood, wearing stupid stuff or coming in and saying stupid stuff and like family gatherings and stuff. Um, so I always kind of liked the spotlight to be on me. Um, not in the neck, not in a, I guess a narcissistic way or anything like that, but you know, just, I just wanted to, I wanted to have fun. I wanted people to have fun. Um, so I believe it was my last day. Uh, it was like my my last last day that I was going to remain in college because I was just like I'm I'm done with this stuff. I really am. Um, so I finished my final and I was in like I was waiting or whatever. I was like it, it's either going to be now or never. Like you're going to just have to find a wrestling school um, and and pull the trigger on this because either because college is always going to be here. Um, so if, if wrestling doesn't work out, you can always go back to school and live a normal life. Um, but I think at the time I was like 20, 25. And for some reason I thought I was old. I'm not, I still think I'm old, but I'm not old. Um, I'm still young. Um, so I looked up uh, wrestling schools around me and there was a WWA four and there was, uh, uh, I think it's like APCW. It's like Robert Gibson school. Um, and just like looking at the WWE fourth page, like I kind of like, like they seem, it seemed like it would be like a, I guess like a relaxed environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, so I went and drove down there and Fox, I wasn't expecting Fox to be there, but he was there. And the moment that I saw him, like, I didn't know who he was, but by his presence and how he carried himself, even though he's like super humble um, and like, he doesn't like, he doesn't put himself over all, a lot. Like just by his presence, I was like, this dude's a star. This dude's a star. This is where I need to be. This guy's a star. And when, I mean, when I learned about who he was, I'm like, okay, yes. Okay. He is a star. He's definitely okay. a star. Um, but yeah, I joined there, I think the following week and, and now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you mentioned him earlier and I actually read, uh, on another site and everything, how about Shelton Benjamin. So how, so how big of an influence did he have on you? Like, um, he, like- I, th- well, he, so I remember watching the uh, the series of matches that he had with Triple H when he first started. And I loved, and I think the underdog story of him having to overcome Triple H is what really tied me into him. Because um, I mean, like there were definitely other stories like that going on, on the in, within the product. But because he, it was a guy that looked like me, he was... Uh, he was an amateur wrestler. I'm an amateur. I was an amateur wrestler and collegiate wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, it was just kind of, well, at the time I was an amateur wrestler, but still it kind of, it was like, I don't know if it sounds like if he could, if he can do this, I can do this. It was okay. one of those deals. Right. Um, and uh, what I guess what really like escalate, I guess what really escalated my love for Shelton Benjamin was when he started the whole gold standard deal or whatever. And like, even though he wasn't like the main champion, like even him having the United States championship, he Mm -hmm. like, in my opinion, he made it mean so much because he was basically saying like, of what I guess how I see it was, I don't need to be WWE champion to be the gold standard around here. I'm the most athletic. I'm the most gifted around here or whatever. Um, And you're going to put me at the top. You're going to keep me there, basically. (laughs) Right. All right. So uh, I got it. All right. So I got to ask you this. What do you think of everything he's doing right now with the Hurt Business? 
I've, I love, I, I really, I, I really do love it. Um, I, when it, I guess when it first started coming together, like I remember people saying like, oh, is this the new nation of domination? I'm like, no, we don't need that. Um, and not that, not that it would have been a bad thing or whatever. I just, it wouldn't have gone with where we are in the world now. Um, but I love that MVP was able to come in and elevate three guys who kind of got lost, lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, as far as what they were, what they were doing on TV. I mean, they were all on TV, but they didn't really have a direction. So for them to be able, for MVP to really, literally come in and like put these guys, um, now I guess yeah, kind of kind of put them on a pedestal a little bit, um, yeah. and like really put people's eyes on them. And it wasn't corny. It's I mean, it's not corny. It wasn't corny. Um, it's just. It's just entertaining um, to see these guys who are all dominant in their own ways. And for all of them to come together, it's like putting together a Megazord, kind of. <laughs> oh, see that's, a, that, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jolly? Um, so... One thing that we love to ask on here is like, you know, you know, I, we know you have a lot of matches, but what's one of the craziest matches you have been in? So I did, I had this match. It was at the, uh, the WWE four school. We do these like super shows like every now and again. Um, and I was the internet champion at the time. And I was in this, so I guess this like feud or storyline um, with one of the other students where I basically just like beat him up for like the, like a, for like three weeks and uh at some point i took it too far and i kind of broke him so he had to go to like this dark place and he came out with this character called the prowler which is similar to the fiend he like he came up with it before the fiend came out but as soon as the fiend came out then he came to introduce it but i mean it is what it is it was still it was still cool um so uh the whole time i'm like uh I guess like running from the prowler or whatever. And I end up giving the prowler a title shot. Um, but because the prowler is this other guy, the other guy ends up taking the title shot or whatever wrestling magic. Um, so the match that we have, it's like a, it's a, it's a hardcore match kind of, except I guess me going into it. I'm, I'm already thinking that I'm already a weapon. So I don't need a weapon. So he's more using weapons on me. Um, but I think the coolest part for me of that match is that we had a lightsaber battle in the middle of it. Nice. <laughs> like we got, we, we grabbed the lightsabers or whatever. We slide in the ring and like, there's that moment of like, okay, what's going to happen? They have them in their hand. And as soon as we, as soon as we uh, uh, extend them or whatever, the, the place went wild or whatever. And we, we the lightsaber battle only lasted about 30 seconds, but it was just, that was probably the coolest moment that I've had so far. Hmm coolest and craziest that does sound awesome though <laughs> oh hell yeah oh man okay so you know you're talking about the prowler um another thing that we love to ask on here is through any promotion whether it doesn't matter mainstream or indie who would your dream opponent be and who would your dream tag partner be tag team partner be i mean i'm pretty sure you'd pick shelton for one of those <laughs> yes shelton would definitely <laughs> be a dream match for me um, I was I, when I was reading the questions today. I was thinking about. It. I'm like, yes, that would definitely be a dream match for me. Um, a dream tag team partner. <sighs> I was trying to think about this today, and I don't 
I guess I feel bad because I don't necessarily have one. Um, I don't have one. Well, again, it could be also it could be Shelton. You and him could be the the suplex tag team because he does the suplex awesome, and you're the suplex king. So there you go. I guess it's I guess Shelton's my dream partner too. (laughs) Go run with that. Well, because it's like sometimes with few and everything they end up fighting against each other first and then they become like best friends and just mm-hmm. like tag and just like take over the world together and stuff so like cesaro and sheamus cesaro yeah. and sheamus. they became the bar i mean that's Thatcher and champa johnny yeah. and champa like that was or yeah gargano and champa as well yeah <laughs> okay so <coughs> she she brought it up and everything but let me ask suplex assassin where did that come from okay so um so me having the amateur background, uh, collegiate background, like I always knew like wrestling and throws. I wanted that to be in my gimmick, but uh, Brock, I think around the time I started, like Brock Lesnar was really hot and I couldn't just be, I couldn't just be Brock Lesnar. Um, mm-hmm. But Fox would always like push me to watch Brock, push me to watch, um, uh, is it, I believe it's Shing- Shingo Takage, um, Brody Lee, Jeff Cobb, all of these guys are big, strong guys. And at the time, I was bigger than some of the students, but I wasn't as big as I am now. Okay. I mean, I'm still not that big. Um, but um, I always like wanted to be that powerhouse. Like I always thought the power, like watching the powerhouse just throw people around. I always <laughs> thought that was cool and exciting. So we did me. So I, me and Bobby Flacco, a, a friend of mine, uh, also a student, also a wrestler. Um, okay. We did this evolve seminar um in atlanta i think it's the first i think it's the first time they actually came back it was um robbie brookside was over the seminar and so uh we had tryout matches and by the end of the trial match uh gabe spolsky gave us uh feedback um after the tryout was over and he basically told me that i was i was too at the time i was too small for all of my uh offense to be power Mm-hmm. power based yeah so, no, it- i was too small for all of my um for all of my offense to be power um so and he told me i didn't have any charisma i didn't have a character so charisma is one of those things where you can't really i don't think you can teach charisma that's something that just has mm-hmm. this just has to come over time um and the size thing that was going to take time anyway. I mean, I've always, I'm going to continue to work on it, but that was something that I was even working on then. Um, but the character thing, that was, that was a hard, I guess, thing to get around because like I couldn't be the suplex machine because that's already been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't be the suplex monster because that would just put me in the same line as Brock Lesnar. And I didn't, right. I mean, getting comparisons to Brock Lesnar is, is always going to be great, but I don't want to be, I didn't want to be Brock Lesnar. Um, so I was playing one of the 2K, uh, 2K wrestling games and I was creating a character. I was trying to see like what, I mean, I didn't, obviously didn't look like the video game character, but like I was trying to see what would look cool or whatever. And like trying to like put together like a character on there first. Um, and I was looking, I saw like the word assassin. I'm like, okay, assassin's cool. This could work. And then I was like, well, I'm going to throw suplexes anyway. Let's do the suplex assassin. And I looked it up online. I looked it up online to make sure no one else has ever done it or whatever. So I could say that I'm the only, I'm the only suplex assassin in professional wrestling. Um, and like 
from that day on, I, w- I think the next show, next Thursday show that we had at the A4, uh-huh. I was like, okay, just announce me as a suplex assassin and we're going to just run with it. Okay. Um, and, and at first I didn't, I, th- I thought that like people were just going to like continue just to be like, oh, you're just like a Brock Lesnar. You like uh, want to be or whatever. But as kind of time went on, because like I wasn't just doing like German suplexes, I wasn't just doing gut wrenches. Like I was l- trying to find other suplexes to do. So I had an arsenal of suplexes I could hit from any uh, from any situation. Um, and I feel like that's what set me apart from uh, f- from the Brock Lesnar's gimmick. Um, okay. And like initially, I thought like, okay, this isn't this probably still isn't going to work. But I was just like, you know what? If if I just go ahead and I throw myself into this and I just try to try to be as different as I possibly can, like this could this could actually this could work. And if it doesn't, I'll find something else. But right now it's working. So <laughs> I'm rolling with it. Sweet. I do have to say this. Um, we we do have a third member of our trio, Kayla. She's she's not with us today because she's taking the day off at the beach. So which she that which she really deserved and everything. Mm-hmm. When I when I was like pitching to the girls about uh having you guys on and everything, she took one look at your picture and said, Oh, he looks like a badass. That's awesome. <laughs> I I had to I had to bring that up since she wasn't since she wasn't here today with us and everything. That warms all my right, heart. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so all right. Let's get all right, let's let's get down to this. Paradigm. UWFI Contender Series, you and Freddie Hudson. The minute that it got announced that we were sponsoring your match, you two started jawjacking against each other on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. All right, so what can we, what can we expect? You can, it's definitely going to be, it's definitely going to be, there will definitely be some jawjacking because, I mean, he's good at it. I'm not going to, I can't tell you, he's good at it. He can, he can talk some junk um the little uh i think on the way uh well it did already happen so but yeah on the, on the way there um he had posted this uh video because it was his return to paradigm because he had went away for whatever reason he went away so okay. he put this video like okay uh i think it, he he the music in the video was hail to the chief and i was just like the chief the chief of what the chief of what <laughs> this is this is cute this is real cute um so that's why so i was like well if he gonna post a video to some music i'm about to post my own entrance video um <laughs> so i can't remember what i said but i know that ended with and my videos and my my video and my music is cooler than yours and these are facts but i <laughs> um but as far as the mat, like I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, okay. He's to be to be in the ring with a former to yeah, just to be in the ring with a former paradigm champion. I think he was. I think he yeah. was the first. I think that's what they said. I think they said it was the first, or he was like, or he was like their day one guy. So to so for them to put me in that position um, to be in there with somebody that they hold in such high regard. Mm-hmm. means a lot to me because that means that they believe in me and what i'm doing right um but yeah he's i'm i can't wait to wrestle him again <laughs> yeah because it's like i remember 
remember because it's like we had him and then we had Gary the owner on last week and everything and he was like saying that Freddie had kind of like worked his way up and stuff like that so yeah it's like if they put you with him together then that yeah then you're definitely right then they must have believed it's like they have they saw a lot in you so oh that's gonna be crazy yeah it's like from the way you two been talking and everything we I knew it alone just right there it was gonna be crazy oh man all right so before we okay before we let you go and everything you said you actually have a side project in the works yes uh it's called the wrestling match app um and like my idea behind it is like i always hear like promoters like some smaller promotions always talk about like how like they need a way to like find talent um because so like especially right now people aren't traveling um Mm -hmm. and uh it's understandable um so I so the idea is to have promotions and wrestlers create profiles on this app and be able to network within the app and it takes the all the outside like fan stuff out of it because like I mean you could kind of do it on Twitter but then you there's just there's so many other um, variables as far as other people and stuff so it would be so. I want it to be a place where wrestlers and promoters can just do business or uh, discover talent or, or other wrestlers can discover other wrestlers that they, that they may have not ever, wouldn't have ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. So really just a place for wrestlers and promotions to come together and do business. That sounds killer. What do you think, Jolie? That is actually pretty damn cool. I mean, it, you're like, it takes out all like the, the bullshit of Twitter. I mean, or Instagram for that matter, because you never know what crazies are on there. And that actually sounds pretty cool. I think, I I think one of the, it it also uh, would help people like the podcasters wanting to reach out to interview people as well, because Mm -hmm. then that way they have an app saying, okay, like, okay, let's try to get this person or let's try to talk to this promotion. So that actually helps like, uh, like interviewers, podcasters. That's actually pretty damn amazing, dude. Awesome. Yeah. um, Yeah. I do plan to like to, like I have, I have a few people like testing it right now, making profiles and just seeing how it's how it's working. Um, okay. But yeah, definitely when I do launch it, I would like for every every ass every I guess every avenue of wrestling to be able to be on there. So like pod, like you said, podcasters, writers, authors, writers, writers. artists, yeah. um, people who make gear makers, um, people yeah. who make uh, logos, all that stuff to be to be on this one platform um, and. Like, I mean, I feel like at some point it will break down and be like, like, it'll be, it'll be fun-ish. It'll be fun and business-y, but it would just be a place for people that are within wrestling. It wouldn't be a place for fans to be. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Especially with the podcast and the, uh, it'd be great for us to try to get interviews and everything because it's like with me, because I'm. I, I do most of the try to booking and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like seeing like who's got an email here, who's got DMs open here. How can I get a message here? How can I get a message here? So it's like consolidating that is like, that is, I mean, that is fantastic. And so it's like, I definitely, it's like, we definitely like hope that you can get that up and running and that, that'd be fantastic. And congratulations to you on that. Thank you. All right. So where can we find you at? I am on Twitter at Alex Kane underscore. I mean, Alex underscore Kane 11. Instagram is a suplex assassin. I'm on Facebook, but please don't go find me on Facebook. Uh, 
I love you, but I don't want to be your friend. Um, <laughs> I've, I think the other day I had like 146 friend requests and I'm like, you, most of the people that I, that I, I always add workers, I always add workers, no matter if I know you or not, I'll always right. add you. But like, it'd be people who don't, they don't interact with my posts. I've never seen them at a show. It's just, they just, they just want to be friends and I <laughs> don't know why. Um, but definitely Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, it's, my store is called Suplex Island. Um, all my merch is on there. Okay. Um, and yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. And it's like, we can't wait to see you hook it up with Freddie on Paradigm and just best of luck to everything with you going forward, man. Thank you. I had a blast. (laughs) Awesome. This has been a fun episode so far. These interviews have been amazing. Even though we're missing part of our trio, Kayla, we love you. Hope you're having a great day off. This has been a fun episode, but unfortunately we do have to talk about some unfortunate business that in the indie wrestling got slapped the shit out of with on Friday. And of course I'm talking about Colin West and Synergy Pro Wrestling. Um, when we started our podcast last year and we started talking like with other promotions, unfortunately it's like, he was like one of the ones that was very receptive to us, welcomed us in. And it's like, he called it, he DM'd us for anything. We DM'd him for anything. And it was just kind of a back and forth partnership. And then the news broke on Friday about his past and floored and gutted. Do not even begin to describe how we felt. Um, On Friday, we did release a statement on Twitter that we are no longer affiliated with him or with Synergy Pro Wrestling. Uh, We did have an interview on here in our library with him and we did delete that. And he was on our anniversary show. We did delete his portion and if anything, my heart and my thoughts, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the roster that he did have, because a lot of those men and women um, lost a great, lost a great opportunity going forward, especially with Tampa and WrestleMania weekend coming up. So I know like a lot of them are working to try to get something else going and everything, but this has just been completely gut wrenching and just we just need to do we just need to do better um i mean not we just i mean it's like this this shit just can't go on anymore jester go ahead colin i don't know if you're gonna hear this if you want to hear this um i've already made a tiktok about i already despise you uh because of what you did I've already tweeted out my personal history. You were the same age as my attacker when you did your shit, dude. Kids are the same age I was. You're a piece of shit. You're a scumbag. I'm sorry. I need to say this out loud. I do. Because, you know, a lot of people are just brushing it. And, you know, I will say this. I'm sorry it happened to you, too. I am. I'm sorry that, unfortunately, with male victims of sexual assault at a young age they will perpetuate the cycle of pedophilia because it's ingrained as my therapist says when you are when that happens to you at such a young age and with men it's a little bit different to combat women with women that's why you see more male pedophilia jackasses than women whether you paid your debt to society or not 
I would love a handicap match with you, a uh, tag team handicap match with you. Um, and Shanna Baser, I would love to be my partner so she could put you in the Karafuda clutch and I fucking kick you repeatedly in the nuts. You have destroyed people's lives. Synergy is breaking apart because you tried to hide what you did. Now, I get it. You want to change your life. Nobody knew who the hell Colin West was until you created him. Nobody knew you were this disgusting deviant. And yes, I get it. You couldn't break the vo- you couldn't break the cycle. And you know, I do hope you got therapy. I do hope you got it. Personally, I think you should be castrated, but you know, that's beside the point. So, I want to um speak to the synergy wrestlers and i said this to jordan blade as a survivor i'm I'm speaking to you not as one of his victims but as a victim and a survivor of child molestation um you did nothing wrong you couldn't have known he had it hidden and whoever the person was that found this information you are a fucking hero casey cattell jordan Trisha Dora, all the people that he got us in touch with, you guys did nothing wrong. We don't blame you. I don't blame you. You didn't know. You couldn't have known. I think this really guts me more because it brought up feelings that I deal with every day of my life, deal with all the bullshit. You know, I'm going to therapy. I've dealt with everything. It took a while and I'm one of the lucky ones. There are some not so lucky ones out there. But you did nothing wrong. Now, if you guys feel guilty for working with Synergy or having associations with them, don't. But I will say this. There's multiple organizations out there. There's one in Delaware called SOAR. And its main aspect is for sexual assault and rape victims. But find one of those groups find one of those organizations i think rain is one of them too yeah i've heard that one come up donate money have a charity show for organizations like that and just realize that these people hide in the shadows and it's disgusting and you know as somebody that literally looked up to colin because he was always saying you know come to shows and like when we in our episode like when we were talking bullshitting after and before you know he said he would come out and show me the ropes and show me behind the scenes and i lost that now i'm pretty sure if i went down to coastal championship wrestling nelio would take me under his wing because that's how cool of a guy nelio is but you know this was close to me and i was looking forward to learning how wrestling businesses are run i was looking forward to possibly doing a live a live q a with the wrestlers on twitch you know doing something to promote our 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 podcast with them and you know i I had all these aspirations for the summertime now you know with things going slightly back to normal because apparently they said in the summer they will allow at least outdoor venues i'm not 100 sure about indoor venues but like outdoor venues would have crowds so they could have, you know, shows at baseball fields, stuff like that. So there would have been a chance to work and then seeing wrestling again. So this, this really gut fucking gut checked me. And 
to any of his victims, I don't know if they listen to this, and they probably don't, but to any victim, it was not your fault. You did nothing wrong. You didn't wear the wrong thing. You didn't look a certain way. You did nothing wrong. I know we are a wrestling podcast, but this hits home for everybody that was affected, whether it's by promotion, affiliation, whatnot. And I would also like to ask any of the major promotions that are out there, like Beyond, Paradigm, CCW, don't look, don't look harshly on these wrestlers, man. They didn't know. I don't, I don't even think his partners knew. That's how good he was because somebody said everything up came up Colin West. The checks that were signing Colin West, the bank account was in Colin West's name. So he went a hell of a way out of his way to cover up his crimes. Now, I can partially understand that he wanted to be a better man, but I don't forgive him. He doesn't deserve forgiveness. He deserves to rot in the special level of hell. That is just for child sex offenders, sex offenders, and the like. So, and if you guys can help out with synergy wrestlers that need a home or want to help them put on this show that they want to do a charity event for now or whatever, if they want to do, I don't don't know every, all the details going on right now because they're, they're scrambling and I don't blame them. Yeah. But don't blame synergy because I'm pretty sure they didn't know. Don't blame the wrestlers. And um, now you know a little bit more of the life of the Jester and why she's such an asshole. But we love you. This is true. But speaking of being an <laughs> asshole. Speaking oh, of being yeah. an asshole. So I, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, you guys want me to, to have a, a, a face-off with somebody. A promo-off or even just a knowledge-off. And apparently everybody's fucking scared shitless of trying to come one-on-one with me, you know, except for the one guy, but he's not going to cut a promo because he's a pussy. So, so, uh, you know, can you, can you elaborate for our, for our followers, for our listeners, for everybody that listens to us? Because, you know, what, what are y'all chicken? <laughs> All, right, <here's- laughs> All right. Here's the idea behind it. Uh, April 4th. That's the Sunday before WrestleMania weekend. We're going to, of course, have like our big WrestleMania preview predictions and stuff like that. Um, sometimes with predictions, the three of us, uh, you, me, and our partner, Kayla, who I wish I was with her at the beach, but it's okay. <laughs> no, but it's like we've worked together so long and we pretty much have the same mentality. So a lot of our predictions end up lining up with each other. And so with a major show coming up, I figured we get somebody on here who challenged you a bit. And I say you individually, because out of all of us, you're the bold, you're the boldest one with the biggest mouth. Am I wrong? No lies detected, Maury. <laughs> okay. So I figured it's like, we get somebody on here to challenge the jester and take her on, he- take her head on. So, so that's why, that's why the tweets have been coming out about like, do you want to take on the jester? Send us a promo. Why do you want to be on the show? Yes, we did get a response from a friend of the show, Marcus, but he doesn't want to cut a promo. I was like, yeah, we'll take you into consideration. <laughs> but it's like seriously, but seriously, it's like, I know some people like love to talk about wrestling and some people love to argue. Trust me, we see it on the tweet, Twitter all the damn time. So it's like, send us a dm send us an email to queens.takeover at outlook.com 
with a like with a small video or even if you just want to do like a like a few words it's like why do you want to be on the show why do you want to take her on or do you even think you can beat her yeah no they're all chicken but <laughs> I, I will say this yes we know april 4th is also easter sunday so if we have to push the time back for us to have you on the show we are more than willing to do that because we all a lot of people do do family stuff and i understand like you know if you have things to do that day you're more than welcome to. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing because my parents just got the vaccine. My aunt and uncle just got the vaccine. I shouldn't be around them. So I might just be eating ham at home. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, I'm not, I'm actually quite embarrassed because I didn't even know that was Easter Sunday. <laughs> uh, well, I, I know April 1st very well because April 1st was the is the anniversary of when my, my mom passed away, the woman that got me into wrestling. So, and that was on WrestleMania when they were in Detroit. And okay. I remember that was, like, I think it was at like the first ladder match, uh, not uh, first money in the bank match. It was like, it was, I just remember the first match was the money in the bank ladder match. And then I got the phone call after that. Cause I literally went to big lots, bought a, a VCR to record so I could take it over to my mom's house and watch it with her, even though she really wasn't, there okay because she was on hospice care at home so yeah i it, it's it's one of those one of those days and one of those like you know yes easter is early so we'll work around it we'll make things work if we have to even do it on a friday night we can do it on a friday night whatever oh, is for best, sure. best for you guys now just so you know saturday nights would be a little bit tough because i do work saturdays and we do know that kayla does work late so it might be around midnight on a friday uh but you know I have no issue with that. Kat has no issue with that. I'm pretty sure Kayla will be drunk. So <laughs> after her job, I don't blame her. Nah. And and yes, Kayla, no. we do miss you. And yes, you have the beach today. I'll have the beach later in the week with 60 degree weather. So I win. Show off. <laughs> You've got the golf. No. The golf is pretty. You guys normally look, it's not my fault. You guys had a freak fucking blizzard in the middle of winter. That just proves that hell is finally frozen over and hell is Texas. Well, okay. This is, or this, I, I explained this to somebody. I explained this to somebody else the other day with work. It's like, yes, we've had snowstorms before. Yes, we've had freezes here before. That wasn't the problem. The problem is, it's just like the storm came in and knocked out the whole fucking electric grid. It wasn't the which, actual which, storm. It was the fact that you guys had an Arctic bomb that came down from Canada because I guess Canada's tired of our shit and um, said, well, where we want to hit, let's just fucking nuke, nuke Texas. And yeah, if it, it wasn't it, for your government idiots who were told back in 2011, I believe, which is why El Paso cut off from the power grid of living off the power grid in Texas and moved to the West coast. That's why they were fine. And um, if you guys actually just paid the, I think it was like 11 to $12 million to winterize your shit and you guys would have been fine, but you know, they want to make you guys pay millions of dollars. Now I feel bad yeah. for Texas. I really fucking do except for Dallas. Fuck Dallas. Oh, uh, and she definitely means that because she's mentioned on this show multiple times that when we go to WrestleMania next year, she's wearing Eagles gear, and it, it's like that's that's the end of it. <laughs> yep. My best friend's gonna have a custom uh, custom Becky Lynch Eagles jersey made. So, ooh, awesome. She's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. All right. 
oh this has been a long ass episode appreciate y'all sticking in with it sticking it through with us thanks solo darling thank you alex kane and that's all we got for this for this week's episode of the queen's takeover thank you for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues and if everything goes to, goes according to plan next week it'll get extreme <laughs>